hey, you're listening to Chew on That. And here's what we're chewing on today. So now we, we call ourselves Jesus people. And we break it down so simply. I mean, I'm a Jesus person. My whole life revolves around learning and living with Jesus at the center of it all. To me, I'm not a person without Jesus. I live for him, and in turn, he has helped me to be a better person, a better husband, a better father, a better friend, and a better pastor. So I'm excited that we've been doing this series called Becoming Jesus People, and I love that I get to be a part of week five of it. Hey, hi, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm the downtown pastor for Life Church here in Green Bay, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the most current sermon series happening at Life Church, and that happens to be the Becoming Jesus People series, and we're in week five of it. And so, and joining me today is my very good friend, Pastor uh, Dallas Cox. I don't know why I couldn't think of like, who's across the table from me just then. Anyway. Pastor... Who? <laughs> anyway, Dallas was the one that delivered the message this week, and so I'm super excited to have him with us today as we talk more about it. Dallas, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I love doing this. It's it's so fun to be on a podcast. <laughs> I do. I have a lot of fun. And uh, I found myself, uh, as soon as that music came in, I was like kind of moving. I was like, oh, wow, you really got into that. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. So, it's supposed to be that way. Yeah. Anyway, so hey, tell me what um, before we get into the sound bites and everything. Yeah. Tell me like, tell me like one thing that you learned, maybe that you weren't aware of or you'd forgotten about as you were preparing this message, like the, for yourself, like in your own journey. Well, it's 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 funny. So um, when we, it's it's great. I'm going to kind of give behind the scenes. Is so when we come up with series, Pastor Sean has been great enough to bring a lot of us in, me and you yeah. and Pastor Barry and other people, and and we talk about. Um, and what should the next series be about? What should we call it? Things like that. And I remember um, having the conversation and the mindset of like, I, I think we need to explain to our church, why do we call ourselves Jesus people? Mm -hmm. And what is it to be a Jesus person? Um, because as I've said, and I think you said in your message that the word Christian has kind of gotten a bad rap. Yep. And even though it means Christ follower, it's become one of these things where we kind of look at it in a negative connotation and more of a status than a lifestyle. And so, you know, I, one of the things I love and I say in the message is I love that we call ourselves Jesus people. I love that we call ourselves that instead of Christian because it really simplifies it for us. So becoming right. Jesus people. So when I wrote this message, uh, well, first of all, <laughs> here's another behind the scenes. I started studying the wrong scripture. <laughs> I was, I was originally, I, I did second Peter chapter one, but I was like reading first Peter and I was like, I love it. And first Peter chapter one, five through eight talks about temptations. Right. And, and I was like, this is going to be great. And, you know, Jesus people, we got to deal with temptations. And so I'm getting down, I'm getting ready to write it on my iPad and notice Oh wait, I'm I'm supposed to do second year. <laughs> and so I I was actually discouraged. I was like, uh oh, and I even to the point where I was gonna text Pastor Sean and go, Hey, can I do first Peter instead? <laughs> but then I studied it more and I actually found out liking it way better because when you break it down and you and you look at it and and I, you know, I was looking at the history and the commentaries on it and different things, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so needed for especially new G's people or even yeah. older G's people going like, wait a minute, are there some of these qualities that, that the scripture talks about that I haven't applied in my life? And maybe that makes sense why I've been a Jesus person for this long, but I'm so angry still, or I'm so sure. guilty, or I'm so this, is that maybe I've not allowed some of the qualities that Peter talks about into my life and into my Jesus journey. 
Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's fantastic. Okay, so let's just uh, let's just jump in. Uh, we were paying clips that I picked out that I don't know meant something to me or prompted some thoughts in me, and so that I shared those with Pastor Dallas. And so we're going to talk about those. And so um, let's listen to the first one. Uh, let's listen to the first one right now. Oh no, that's not the music that we're supposed to play for that. <laughs> that's that's the intro music. <laughs> so we're just going to keep going though, because we're behind the scenes today. There you go. Here's the first soundbite. I know when I do it, because when it comes to building stuff or installing furniture, I like to do it by the book. And I do it step by step. And I know you're shaking your head right now. I've lost respect from some of you, but I love it this way. In fact, there was a time that Shelby was like, oh, I think I know where this goes. I was like, ah, I'm on step three. That might be a step four or five, and I'm not there yet. And I love it like this, because I know when I do it step, by step by step, I'm gonna put the right screws where they need to go, I'm putting the right boards where they need to go, nothing's gonna be backwards, and I can just step back and know that the thing I made is perfect. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you. Yeah, I I feel like, um, you know, you had talked about, you know, some, like your experience in your faith Mm-hmm. and how you understand it. And I, I feel like that applies to like how I go through instructions. Like I feel yeah. like when I was younger, I was much more interested in getting the job done mm-hmm. than having it done well or having it done thoroughly or having it done right. Like my brother, who was always my hero, he's still my hero today, he he was really into models. Yeah. And so and he would take forever to make a model, right? Like he'd, mm-hmm. you know, he'd, I don't know if you've ever made models, but like he always started with the engine block. That was yep. just like the beginning of everything, you know? And so he'd always find like the, like the, the vintage correct or the, or the, you know, the model correct color for the engine block. And he'd paint that before he did anything. Yeah. Right. And I'm like cutting stuff off the, you mm-hmm. know, cause they came on like these plastic cages and like with numbers so you could follow the instructions. But yeah. I was like, no, I know what that is. I'm just going to cut that off and yeah. file that down and I'm going to paint that, but I'm not going to wait for the paint to dry. I'm going to start gluing it together and then the paint would get into the glue and the glue would be yeah. not set. Now you get, you know, you got red glue everywhere and it's oh. stringing it around the, and like, oh my gosh. I, yeah. I tried to do a, the Batmobile once and I remember <laughs> the, you said the engine part, which is so funny because it is frustrating. You're like, I, you don't even see the engine. Why are we? <laughs> Like the Batmobile is not going to show it. I'll just glue the, yeah. I'll glue the, the hood shut. Yeah, the- why am I even going through this? The Batmobile is the only one I have attempted. I don't even think I finished it. Yeah. I was just like, uh. Yeah. But it's interesting because I, you know, I bring up the steps because of what Second Peter was saying, and the reason I brought that up is as I was studying it, is I love that the order it put it in. That when you think about it this way, when it talks about faith, and then from faith, moral excellence or or goodness. And, and then from goodness to uh, uh, knowledge, and then from knowledge to self-control, and, and, and then from that you add uh, um, uh, patient endurance. And so the reason I was saying the order is because I think a lot of times as, as Jesus people, we, we don't even realize that there's some things, there's some qualities that we need to add to our lives. But when we do them in the right order, they actually complement each other. They right. actually help each other. And so the reason I used this story was because I wanted people to understand that I know sometimes we don't like to do things in order. Sometimes we don't like, but when it comes to growing our Jesus journey that we see and that Peter talks about, it actually will help and complement and help each other. So for me, understanding that, and I explained it in, uh, in the message, that as a young Jesus person, I went from faith to self-control. 
And I went and I was guilt ridden and I was, and I was just depressed. And, and I was like, I don't even know if I'm doing this right. I, I did many altar calls, but then understanding that, you know what, I think as a Jesus person, you need to, uh, you need to read your Bible, you know, as a Jesus person, you need, you need to walk in goodness. You need to show people what Jesus is doing in you and, and not hide it. And that was another thing. I, I didn't even talk about that. I guess I saved it for the podcast um, <laughs> that I was a very timid person, which you wouldn't think that about me now, but I was very, um, I was an introvert. I was very shy and I didn't really like to be in front of people, but I feel like sometimes when you allow God to move, allow his goodness to move through you, it will make you a person you never thought you would be. And so again, that's kind of what I was talking about those orders, because I think sometimes we can skip things in life or we can look over things or like the Batmobile, is this important? And we keep it out. But, but Peter's saying when we add these things, and that's why I love that the New Living Translation says, and, you know, it says moral excellence and knowledge and then knowledge and, and so it's, it's adding to it and it's adding it. And so the re and again, you know, and we'll talk about this a, a little later in the podcast, but it's so important that we also don't look at it in a religious way, but we understand why do these complement each other and why should these complement each other in our Jesus journey? Yeah, I love that. So the, the root, the root, the source mm -hmm. uh, for this scripture, if you didn't pick it up in, in Dallas's introduction is, is, is second Peter, second Peter, not first Peter. I kept saying first Peter, second Peter <laughs> chapter one, verse five through seven. Right. And yes. so it's like, and you refer to it as the ladder of faith. Yes. Yes. And so he has these words, add to your faith, goodness, and to your goodness, knowledge, and to your knowledge, self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance, godliness and to godliness, mutual affection and to mutual affection, love. Mm -hmm. So tell me if this, wait, hang on. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Yeah. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, forbearance, um, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yeah. Mm. And which and then, is interesting because pastor actually did talk about right, second last Peter week. last week. Right. And, so, and then in Philippians, it yeah. says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. I feel like there's three things yeah. in these letters, right? And if you overlap these things, yeah. like, and you found like some of these core thoughts, if not exact words, certainly yeah. core thoughts, it's like, you know, Paul and Peter, mm -hmm. which by the way, yeah. like in the Roman tradition, yes. like every saint has a feast day. Lots of saints have churches. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't understand how the feast day mm -hmm. for St. Paul and St. Peter is a shared date, right? Like huh. St. Ignatius, right? Or St. Jerusalem, or yeah. not, that's not even the right word, Jehoshaphat, yeah. right? They get their whole own feast day. But like Peter and Paul, they got to share a feast day. Like, ah, Peter's not that much of a big deal on his oh, own. Let's have them yeah. share. Anyway, that's so here, here you've got, I'm sorry. No, no. These letters, right, from both Peter and Paul telling yeah. us like how to live a life of faith, how to be... Yeah you know, filled with the Holy Spirit, how to live a life that's fruitful or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, and they all share these same things. Yeah. Like, like, like peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, providing self-control, right? Yeah. And this, which is the same, almost the same words from your thing. And it's funny. I think a lot of believers, and I know you were just kind of saying it, but I think we think that way. 
Yeah. Okay, I need to. Okay, okay, we got a piece patient about yeah, yeah. And and realizing that maybe they're painting a picture, going, no, if you do these things, right? If you apply these things, it will make you a better Jesus person. <laughs> right. Like yeah. I don't want you to just. I'm not even going like, okay, I'm a Jesus person. I need to figure it out. And God's like, go figure it out. Like right. no, He's like, no, no, I have it for you. Yeah, here are the if, answers. If, and if you just apply it, don't overlook it. Because here's the thing. I've overlooked Second Peter. I've overlooked the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. I've overlooked, you know, the uh, the other uh, not Galatians, uh, uh, Philippians. You talked about. Yeah. I've overlooked those those scriptures and go, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, but God's like, no, 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 don't overlook it. Apply right. it. Yeah, you for know. Sure. And again, going back to the instructions, sometimes we can go, I got this. Yeah. And then we we try to do it on our right. own, and God say, no, just just apply what I was yeah. saying. It's worth considering. Exactly. Especially if the, if the listen, if God's word tells tells it three different places in three different times. Yes. Right. Maybe so pay attention good. to that for a second. I, I totally you agree. Know? I love and it's it. Like, it's like the answer key, and we don't even have to turn the book upside down to read it like a really small italic print on the bottom. Yeah. Like it's just right there in the regular bold text saying these are the things. Yeah. I you totally know? agree. And so when we think about this idea of becoming Jesus people, focus on these words. And I don't know if there's eight words or 10 words yeah. or five words. I don't know how many words overlap, but like for sure, mm -hmm. you know, he's saying, they're both saying that this is the thing. Yeah. That, well, it's funny going back to Galatians with the fruit of spirit, you know, it, the, the scripture says the Holy Spirit will produce these in you. Yes. And sometimes we look at the fruit of spirit as like a checklist up. Oh, like, nope, I didn't do that. And, and God said, I don't want you to do it on your own. Right. I want to produce this through you. Right. So you just have to put yourself in a position to allow me to produce this through yeah, you. Yeah, so. I love that. I, I don't know where I was talking about this, but it's like this thing about our faith, this thing about being a Jesus person, it's not like we've got this like scouting sash that we wear and yeah. we're trying to get merit badges. <laughs> yeah. And so I've got the I've got the good one, I've got the peace one, I've got the kind one. Yeah. Working right now on my self-control yeah. one, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yes. And so these aren't, these aren't necessarily things that we – can achieve on our own. In yeah. fact, the only way I found that I can achieve them is through the Holy Spirit, yes. like the friendship of God. Yep. And so when the Bible tells me to focus on these things or to like look for these things, I feel like mm -hmm. that's just another way to say these things are possible for you. Yes. You're never going to do it on your own, but like try, like do everything you can to surround yourself with that and then it will happen for you. I, I totally agree. I yeah. love it. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, thanks for that. So Peter's saying, take those qualities, as hard as it is maybe to understand that God's given us power and run with it. I mean, that's faith. And Hebrews 11, one says it perfectly. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for, and it's the evidence of things we can't see. And so really, faith is the number one thing we need to do to grow as Jesus people. It's the first step because really it's the essential step. This is how we become Jesus people because we got to a point where we welcome Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, even though we haven't seen him. Yeah, tell me, talk to me more about that. So I love, so my heart kind of behind that when I was reading the scripture is when you go to the first two verses of Second Peter and verse, because uh, it verse four, uh, three and four, it really says some really big things that as a person you, you need to believe that God's going to give you uh, the uh, give you power. He's going to give you power or temptation. He's going to do great things in you. And so realizing that faith is a big step to take. It's an easy step to take, but for us, uh, especially intellectual people and, and, and people who overthink things or things like that, it's hard to go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You want me to have a relationship, put my trust, communicate, and live for something that I can't see mm. and I can't hear. Yeah. And I and we go, yeah. 
and it's hard. But again, we do have faith in things. And I love Pastor has said this, and he's probably used the chair scenario and things or the weather scenario. There are things that we can easily have faith in that we can't see, but it's hard for us, I think, to go all in, you know, with faith. Because again, I can have faith that I, I did have faith. When I came in to do the podcast, I didn't look at the chair and overlook it and go, is this chair going to break? Like right. who was yeah. in this chair last? Like yeah, yeah. I, I didn't do anything like that. Yeah. I just sat down and assumed. I just, and I just, yeah, and I just assumed. Um, and that's a little bit of faith, but having a relationship with Jesus, that's a big step of faith, but it really like, that's why it's the essential step. Because when you can do that, then Peter says, great, because now that you've made that step, God's not going to be like, you know, oh, cool. He's glad you did that. Yeah. He's glad that you're trusting him. He's glad that you're, you're saying, I'm committing to you. And I think that's why it says, now we're going to need supplementing things. Because I think also when you look at the other attributes that we talked about, the other qualities, these are things that God wants to bless us with. That's it. You know, when we say, you know what, I'm committing to you. Yeah. Cool. And now I'm going to add things where you go, oh, this is so great. Like to the point where I, I want to say the, maybe the sixth quality was godliness. And I looked up what godliness really meant as, as you know, Peter is writing it, and it's an all in mentality. Right. And to the point where I think when you get to that place in your Jesus journey, where you're all in, you're all in for a reason that God has gotten you through some stuff, yeah. that has gotten you over some stuff, that's giving you a new mindset, that's giving you a new uh, just way of living and thinking and acting where you go, man, I get it now. Yeah. Even though I still can't see you, still can't audibly hear you, because I do believe that God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Yep. But audibly and visibly, we don't see, but God's saying, but because you still chose to make that first step and go, I'm going all in. I mean, I'm, I'm submitting to you, He's going to help you to where you're going to get to a point where you're like, man, now I get it. Yeah. I get why, like I made this decision. Yeah. I was thinking about, I was thinking about this segment of your message on the way in. I was listening to uh, a podcast called simply put, it's actually really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, they were talking about, um, the five solas, which already sounds like too high minded theology yeah. to me, <laughs> but you know, in, in looking back on, uh, the Reformation yeah. that happened, Martin Luther and everyone else. Yeah. And so um, there was five principles that came out of that. And sometime in the early 20th century, a bunch of people started putting the, the like, connecting the dots between mm -hmm. that. And it turns out that there's five truths of how we understand our faith. Yeah. And so I, I, I was thinking on my way in, I was like, this is my faith in 10 words. Yeah. And so the, the five solas are sola, which is, which is Latin for alone or only, right? Sola is only or alone. And so thank you for explaining that. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Oh. I, I know there's people listening to this going like, what is a sola? I hope he explains what yeah. sola means. Yeah. So that's, so the five solas are the five alones or the yeah. five onlys or whatever. And so there's sola scriptura, which again, this is all Latin. So mm -hmm. that just means by, by scripture alone. Yeah. So, and then there's sola fide, which is by faith alone. Mm -hmm. And then sola gratia, which is by grace alone. Mm -hmm. Sola Christus through Christ alone. Yeah. And then sola dio gloria for the glory of God alone. So these 11 words are everything to me. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about these things and I think about like how religion sometimes comes up against these things, yeah. like religion is extra sola is <laughs> mm -hmm. like, that's not Latin. I don't know what that is, but like, I feel like religion oftentimes are things that we add on to the things yes. that we, that we should be believing or that we, the truth. And we add on stuff to like help 
support the truth. Yes. But God doesn't need that kind no. of support. You know, he doesn't yeah. need flying buttresses to hold the, you know, the insides up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's enough. The truth is enough. And in this podcast, he talked about how faith isn't our gift to God. Mm-hmm. That faith, in fact, faith, in fact, yeah. is his gift to us. Yes. Our ability to have faith isn't something that we're like, okay, I'll believe in you. Like it's, yeah. we're doing him a favor. Exactly. You know what I mean? That faith, in fact, is a gift from him to us. Yeah. And we need to start looking at it that way. And oh, I, just, totally. I just really was thinking about that as we were... As I was thinking about this segment of your stuff, and I just feel like that's such a critical piece that we think that we're doing God a favor by believing, or we're doing a favor by showing up at church, or we're doing a favor by giving yeah. to the offering, or we're doing yeah. a favor by, I don't know, I feel like you just said something like helping old ladies across the street. Like, I, I have definitely said that. <laughs> but it's funny you said add on, because I think also that, uh, you know, reason I think we add on is because we can easily go, um, okay, I have a faith in God, but I need to see change. Okay, maybe we need to add something to, to move the process along. But you also right. have to have faith in God's timing yeah. and have faith that, you know, God's got this. And so, you know, if people, you know, if people are saying, you know, they gave their life to Jesus, I gotta, I have to believe that also. I have to have faith that they've given their life to Jesus and God's gonna do the rest. I don't need to change them or I don't need to correct them. Yeah. Now I can come and help them yep. and, 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 and say, tell them what has helped for me and things like that. But I can't, I can't be impatient with what God's doing because right. if I'm going to have faith that God's moving in my life, I need to have faith that God's moving in someone else's life yeah, too. That's really, really good. As Jesus people, it's so important that we're growing in knowledge of God. So when it comes to knowledge, it's important to know that studying God's word is so important. Not just reading it. I was that person. I would get the Bible and I'd read it and I'd just check it off. I read, I read a chapter, I read a chapter, but I wasn't really understanding it. I was just trying to get through it. God doesn't want us to just get through it. He wants us to understand it. First, let me say that the yeah. first time, I, like, and listen, I know what it's like. So we do these messages, mm-hmm. the, the audio of which you're hearing yeah. here, in a in a hot sweltering yeah. green studio mm-hmm. upstairs, and it's like no one's in there except Keith. But yeah. like he's super intimidating when he's there because like <laughs> you're wondering if he's looking at you or judging you or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so you said something. I want to find it again. Wait, hang on, let me yeah. just find it because you said this thing and you sound like you're from West Virginia. Hang on, just let me just. Find oh, maybe it. it's just, very possible. Let me just find. It. As these people, it's so important that we're growing in knowledge of God. Here it comes. So when it comes to knowledge, it's important to know that studying God's word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> studying. You, you, <laughs> you're going to bring up a gaffe I had? Come on. When we studying God's word. I know. It was, it's, it was one of those things where I was... Here's the thing, too. I'm going to I'm gonna open the curtain up a little bit, too. I So there were some things where I wrote things down, and you know, we I was I was reading my, my message, but I was just also having some intimate moments. And so right. I think with that, you ha- that, you know, that's great because you also are opening yourself up and you're being more real and more honest, yes. but also with that comes, Oh, I didn't write this down. So I might be studying and uh, something <laughs> like that. But I had, the, but the reason I brought that up and I ad lived on that was because I, that was the beginning of my Jesus journey, uh, yeah. you know, cause you'll, you'll hear people like when you give your life to Jesus, it's great. It's trans. It's transforming. It is so. It's it's one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. But there is this moment after you. You know, after everyone's leaving. You know, and right. everyone's. You know, for me, I got saved out of camp, so everyone's going back to their camp cabin, and I'm like, so what do I got to do next? Yeah. What's next? And and some a lot of people go, well, you just got to pray and read your Bible. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. And so as so me, 
I looked at it as a checklist. Okay, I'm going to pray. Uh, God, uh, thank you for Jesus. Amen. And check. Okay, um, what should I read in the Bible? You know, because yeah. I instantly want to go, okay, should I go to Genesis? Yeah, and like, no, 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 no. You should go to the New Testament. Okay, where is the New Testament? It's in the, it's in the back half. Cool. Where does it start? And, and then you could tell, like, you, I might have asked the, like a, a very impatient or just irritated Christian, like, oh, it's right here. Yeah. And so to me, I, I, would, I was reading Matthew and I got a chapter done. I'm like, cool, you got a chapter done. And that's a great accomplishment. I, don't get me wrong, it is. But I, but I could tell you, I don't know what I read, but yeah. I did it yeah. and I checked it off. And that's, and that, but that didn't help me. Again, I went from faith to self-control. And the reason I could say I didn't go to knowledge is because I'd looked at reading the Bible as a checklist. Yeah. And so that didn't help me with my guilt and it didn't help me with my shame. It didn't help me, um, you know, with my Jesus journey because I was just checking it off, but I wasn't studying it. Right. Know, know that you're not an idiot if that's the way you handled it. Right. Oh, because yeah. I feel like in our culture, that's yeah. the way we do everything. When you 100%. start a new job, yeah. you know, you get sheets, right? Mm-hmm. Standard operating procedures. This is how you do the thing. Yeah. Here's one, two, three, four. And so when people tell us this is how you do it, well then, you know, I'm going to do it that way, or yeah. I'm going to like, I'm going to read the instructions, or I feel like I just need to get the task done. Yeah. There's nothing ever when you start a new job that says, put your heart into this. Yeah. Like immerse yourself into this, have this become part of your DNA. Yeah. That's never part of how we do things. We just know that if I can get steps one through five done before I leave work today, I've done a good job today. Yeah. You know, so it's just part of our Western culture. And I was telling, I was, I, I said it here uh, at our church in, in Green Bay, um, but I didn't say it. I don't think I said it on the broadcast is if you're a new Jesus person, or you're just new to reading the Bible or studying the Bible, maybe don't do a 90 day plan because that will become the focus more than the Bible. Okay. I got nine. I got to do this in 90 days. You're going to get to numbers and go, ah, and you're just going to be like, okay. And just, you're just going to read it and go, I'm done. But really study the Bible. And, and, And meaning, you know, Instead of me reading a chapter, maybe I should read a verse or read a couple verses yeah. and go, does this make sense to me? And and be able to ask questions, you know, which I said also that asking questions shouldn't be something you're embarrassed about. You shouldn't be embarrassed to ask questions. It's important. You're yeah. not too old or too young to ask questions. And so that, you know, to gain the knowledge of God, you have to understand what he's trying to speak to you, the context, the history, everything with that. So it's so important that we don't read our word, but we study it. Right. There's, there's nothing, there's no value that I'm going to say something that's not, uh, the, does not reflect the opinions of Life Church Green Bay, nor Dallas Cox, nor anyone else. It's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. There's nothing valuable in saying that you've completely read the Bible. Like there's, that's not a, that's not for me. That's not another merit badge Yeah. for me. I'd much rather know the Bible mm-hmm. than have read the Bible. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. like when you talk about plans, like I totally get it. I totally get that at some point in your Christian faith, you should probably have read the whole Bible. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I buy that. But that's not like you don't get extra credit in heaven for having read it. You get extra credit in heaven for having known it. Yeah. And so like when we talk about plans, like maybe your plan isn't reading the Bible in 90 days or one yeah. year. Maybe your plan is like, I'm going to start a reading plan that has to do with the fact that I don't have self-control yeah. or a plan that has to do with the fact that I feel lonely all the time or I'm sad all the time. Like read a plan that does with that, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you, you'll get much more of reading three verses and then someone's explanation of those three verses mm-hmm. than trying to read the King James version of numbers. And like, yeah. like nothing's coming out of that. I wanted to, sh- I, I, I can't, I'm going to just uh, explain it, but I'm going to show Pastor Scott. So I have a Bible where I highlighted in the context books. And then I put an arrow and said, 2018. 
So my goal was in the year 2018, I just want to read these books of the yeah. Bible. Yeah. Because I don't, I, I think in 2018, I never read Obadiah or I never read Micah. Right. And so I just said, okay, in 2018. Right. Because I knew if I said in 90 days or in 20 days, me personally, I would just try to get it done and not read. Now, now other people may say, oh, I can study the Bible in 90 days. And that's great. But for me, I can't. I need more than that. I need I need like a year to do maybe portions. You know, I tried doing the Bible in one year and I even did it with uh, our uh, the, the head of Alpha yeah. as the commentator. Yeah, Nicky it Gumbel. Was, it was great. Yeah. And he did really good. But I found actually, I didn't read the Bible in a year. I listened to the Bible in a year that I actually just put my headphones on and I first press play. And so you, you know, uh, you yeah. know, you're going through the Bible in one year, you know, cause it's he's just from Nikki Gumbel, you know, so, <laughs> um, so I could say that I've listened to the Bible in one year, but I didn't read the Bible in one year. And it's just because for me, I have to sit down and study like today, uh, this morning, I just read two verses, but then I journaled about it. Yeah. And I expanded it and I was thanking God for it. So that's, that's and that's sometimes that's all we need. Yeah. But I think for young believers, it could be one of those things or just when, again, going back to our whole thing, becoming Jesus people, it's important that you don't do the checklist, that you do the studying of the scripture. Right. That if you need to just mutter or you need to resonate on just one verse, there's nothing wrong with that. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like for me, and maybe this is just me, but maybe you're like me. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I wrote down on the sound clip. I wrote down knowledge because I feel like, you know, we're in we're in the we're in the middle of this five for fifty thing where mm-hmm. Sean a couple of weeks ago challenged us to immerse ourselves completely mm-hmm. in our faith for 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 fifty days. Yeah. Right to like replace secular music with Jesus music, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, read one Jesus book, and read the Bible every day, and pray and journal, and mm-hmm. give a little bit more. And so, that immersion isn't supposed to be, you know, fifty days a time. You know, that's that's what we're supposed to be striving for. So, so yeah. I feel like, I, I mean, he's not here to tell us, but I feel like that's Sean's intent. Yes, to say, hey, do this for fifty days and see Correct. what this feels like. Yeah, because that's the way it's got to be. Like, it's not like. You know, I was talking about this. Uh, we had our um, Life Church downtown picnic on Sunday, and it was glorious. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. And so um, the devotion for there was talking about um, living a Jesus-centric life, which, you know, is kind of like a, an addendum to becoming Jesus people. Yeah. And this idea is that, you know, I need to surround myself with Jesus. Not like I need to, like, go to a monastery and wear a funny robe and, you know, pray, mm-hmm. you know, office hours and everything. Like that's not what I mean, but like, yeah. it's gotta be my pursuit, yes. my pursuit, like in how I do my job or how I treat others mm-hmm. should be done, you know, in a Jesus-y way, yeah. you know, like I, I'm sure it's super cheesy that I'm 54 and I still wear, although not today, I didn't put it on today. <laughs> I'm 54 and I still wear a WWJD bracelet. Now that's not to be like trendy or nineties no. trendy. It's for me, a, a personal reminder. Yes. Like how would Jesus handle this situation? Correct. And so like, I, I need to know that. And so like my immersion looks like the books that I read aren't, you know, I mean, they're books that help me understand Jesus better, help yeah. me understand my faith better. Like I, I have this insatiable thirst for that kind of knowledge. I need mm-hmm. to know that more. I need to understand that more. It's gotta yeah. be everything. Yeah. Yesterday I got a book um, that I bought on Facebook it was, I don't remember what it was called now, but it's from like the fifties. There was like these series of like blue books. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, they were super fifties. Yeah. Anyway, this shows Jesus 
super white Jesus, yeah. right? Standing on like a, this hillside. He's got a crown on, like a crown crown, like yeah. King Arthur's crown. Yeah. And he's leading all these people like from the cross on another hill further away. And like, there's all these people like in suits and dresses and they're all white and they're all like walking in this one direction and like the, the kingdom of the Lord, uh-huh. something, something. And it, anyway, I tell you that because I need to know the real Jesus. Like I, yes. I, like a lot of my books that I have are books about like what Jesus was like. What, what was his life like? What was, yeah. what was life like? Like what was the language like? What was the what was the diet like? Like what yeah. you know? Like what did Jesus eat? And how did he sleep? And like I want to know that because it, I feel like I need to know context. Well, it's funny. So studying the Bible, it, when you study the Bible, you're 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 not just studying someone's opinion because that's another thing that can be easily done as Jesus people is we go, well, I believe that because someone else said that, Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I heard, um, a pastor one time say that, uh, I think some homeless people are demon possessed. And I took that as gospel. I was like, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I went to my dad. I said, you know, I think some ho- homeless people are demon possessed. And my dad goes, what? Where did you hear that? Where in the Bible does it say that? And I go, oh, yeah. I don't know. I just heard a guy say it and I just believed it and ran with it. Yeah. And so, and I know that our pastor and I know other pastors who are about building the kingdom and not building their opinions, they'll say, if there's something I say that you just don't, like you don't agree with or you have an issue, go to the Bible, yeah. read about it, study it yourself, ask questions. Those are so important when building our knowledge about God. I feel like our faith is worth asking questions about. Yes. I feel like that, that proves that we're fighting for our faith. Yes. If we're just taking it for someone's word, if we're just wearing it because it's a hand-me-down from my dad and his dad before him and his grandpa before him, you know what I mean? If I'm just wearing my faith because that's what I'm supposed to do yeah. or that's just what I've inherited, you're totally doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, you've got to make it your own and you yeah. ask questions to get there. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's, that's a really big part of it. We need to be open enough to go to worship and say, God, I surrender you. That's why the scripture talks about lifting hands in worship. So when we go into a song of worship, don't let this be an opportunity just to watch, but press in. Allow God to take what you're struggling with and surrender it to him. Allow yourself to go to God in prayer and say, God, I give you all of this. I surrender all of this to you. So I kind of talked about that portion um, when it came to patient endurance. Patient endurance was to get through a hard time. And I went to it with the mentality that sometimes I was like this, or I've seen people like this, where when when things are going bad, we wanna just check out and we don't wanna press in. And so then I went to Philippians where in Philippians talks about, you don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. So that's when, so that action is meaning press in. So when you're worried, when you're frustrated, when you're, when everything's not going the way, press in. And then, you know, and then I said, tell God, it's the scripture says, tell God what you, and think, uh, tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. And I know we can thank him through our worship. And so I kind of was instructing our church and, and really encouraging our church that, hey, we have an opportunity for you to press in every week. And so I think it's so important that we get this attitude and this lifestyle, this quality, like Peter's talking about of of constantly pressing in so when in, when we need to endure God will help us endure because we've created this attitude of worship. I even talked about uh even here in building that that it's in us. That if we can we can get loud and crazy for our, our for our packers, 
which is fine. And I wasn't trying to guilt people by yeah. saying, like, if you can get loud and crazy for the Packers, you can get loud and crazy for Jesus. I'm saying that's God's put that in us. Yes. So I'm not saying, okay, well, if I'm going to be quiet in church, I'm going to be quiet at the game. No. Be as as loud and as 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 free at the game and do it at church too. But the benefit is when you worship God in the same uh, energy that you did at the game, you get the benefit of it. Yeah. God then gives you that 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 power and that will and that ability to endure. Whereas if when you cheer on a team, it helps the players. Yeah. It helps the game. You don't really get. I mean, if they win, you get the. You can say, "Oh, they won," but you really don't get any benefit of that. You're just a fan who's like, "My team won." Yeah. But worship. If you win at that same thing, it God goes, you know, because God wants to to uh, have a, a a moment with you, and God wants to, you know, give you blessings and joy and peace and all the things. But He's also not. He, he understands the importance of relationship. Is I can't force it on you, but if you're willing to come to me, I'm willing to give it to you. I'm not going to force myself on you because you don't do that in relationships. Yeah. Relationship is, I would love to give to you if you're willing to ask for it. Right. You know, and so that's kind of was my kind of point about, you know, surrendering and worship is you got to get yourself in this place of constant going to Jesus constant. You know what? When things are going great, I'm going to Jesus when things are going, because when things are going bad, I need to go to Jesus, right? Not go to my mindset, my way of doing things, the substances that have helped me in the past. I need to go and press into him. And so I, I was really encouraging our, our church and our people is have this attitude and this consistent mindset of worship because it will help you to endure. Yeah. Yeah. I totally dig that. I, I, for me, I feel like my faith and the friendship of God that I get through the Holy spirit, that's mm-hmm. a superpower for me. And yeah. I know that you're the superhero nerd more than I am. Yeah. But like, I can't access that mm-hmm. superpower if I'm not, like immersed in it. Yeah. Like if I'm not immersed in it, if I'm just like visiting it for an hour yeah. on a Sunday morning, right? And even then when I'm there, I'm like, you know, shopping on Mayfair or Wayfair or something, or if I'm, you know, half-heartedly worshiping, yeah. you know what I mean? Or resentful or thinking about where I'm going to get lunch. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I don't have access to my superpower if I'm not plugged in. Correct. If I'm not fully plugged into worship, fully plugged into prayer, fully plugged into my friendship with God, if mm-hmm. I'm not fully plugged in, I don't have access to my superpowers. And so yeah. when I do come up against it, when I do come up against Thanos or I come up against, yeah. I can only think of Thanos right now. Or the Joker. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, and then I'll, like I'm empty. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have anything. I don't know what to do. I'm, yeah. like, I don't have any power. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm, what good is being a superhero if I don't have superpower? Yeah. And like, for me anyway, mm-hmm. I've got to be immersed in it for me to have the superpower because I'm coming up against it all the time. And maybe not everyone does. I yeah. just feel like I am. Yeah. I'm always up against it. And so oh, yeah. like I need all the superhero-ness that I can get. Yeah. And so I need that dumped on me. I need it like poured over me and filled me up or mm-hmm. some kind of language. It's 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 one of the things that I think the enemy will t- try to distract you the most with, with things of busyness. He may say, go, oh, you don't like this song because he understands, you know, he was as we find out, it was a worship leader right? that became prideful and, and was, and then tried to do things his own way. But he, if he was a worship leader and we understand the benefits of worship, he understands the benefits of worship and he doesn't want you to have it because he misses it. Right. And so he'll easily want to distract you. But, I, and so my, my plea is fight all that, 
fight, fight the distractions, fight the excuses, fight it because I guarantee when you press in, you'll always want to press in because you'll see the benefits of it. So now I know some of you guys are at this point, you might be discouraged because you saw me list these eight qualities and I put them in a certain order and I kept talking about order and you're like, well, I've, I've already, I did it out of order. Or you're saying, I haven't done some of these things, so I might as well give up. But here's what I love about verse eight. Verse eight starts off by saying, the more you grow like this, meaning this isn't something you should get right the first time that you should already know that when you become a Jesus person, you need to have faith and you need to go to goodness and knowledge and all the way. It's not saying that. It's saying these are all qualities that we should have as Jesus people. These are all qualities that we should strive for and have in our lives because they will help us. So it's continual. So it's, it's interesting with this portion because that's, it's funny because sometimes I write for others because that's how I think too. If I was a new yeah. Jesus person and someone said, hey, it's, you know, step one, faith, step two, uh, goodness, step three, knowledge, step four, self-control, step five, patient endurance, step six, brotherly uh, affection, step, you know, uh, um, wait, no, godliness, brotherly affection, love, I'd be like, oh gosh, that's a checklist. Okay. And I'm like, no, no, it's not a checklist. It can easily be a checklist and we can easily look at it as a thing where it's okay. Okay. If I'm, I'm, I'm a Jesus person now. And if I got to do all this in order, and if I don't, then I failed and I might as well give up. No, it's a continual thing. It's something where we say, again, like we were talking about with other scriptures, these aren't things we should overlook. These are things we should apply. So if you're at a place where you're like, like with me, it, it, why am I feeling guilty? And why am I feeling, you know, um, shame? Have I added God's knowledge to my, if I'm always angry and frustrated, am I walking God's goodness? And, and, you know, am I, Walk, you know, am I around other Jesus people? Why do I feel alone? Why do, well, I'm, am I, am I moving in the quality of brotherly affection? You know, um, why do I still feel, you know, you have to ask yourself, are you adding these things to your life? But the great thing about it, and I, that's why I talked about order was there's so much umph to it where you go, oh yeah, that's why Peter said it in this order because you understood that they would complement each other. Right. But the word says, and it doesn't say then. So I think that was my whole point of it is, you know what? Maybe you were like me and you went from faith to self-control. That's fine. Go back and say, I want to, God, I want to walk in your goodness and God, I need to get in your word, which then get in your word. And it's kind of a back and forth. Now that I'm in the knowledge of him, it helps me with the goodness of him and it helps me with the self-control with him. Right. And then now that dealing with self-control, because self-control is a daily thing. I think patient endurance could be maybe a once in a while thing or, or something like that. But I think self-control is a daily thing because again, you're a new creation and you, and the old is gone. The new has begun, but those habits want to come back. And so daily we have to have that. You have to go to God and go, go, God, give me that control to not go back to that addiction or that mindset or that way of living. And so I think when we can be at a place where we go, wow, you know, every day he's helped me to, to again, not be sinless, but I, like I said, to sin less, then when it comes to those hard times, you go, you know what, God was faithful in those moments. I believe he's gonna be faithful in this moment. Yeah. And then when you get to that point, then godliness makes sense because you're like, oh man, why would I ever turn back? I, and I even give Peter as an example. Jesus said something that didn't make sense in, in John chapter six about eat my flesh, drink my blood. 
And he didn't explain it. He just said it and people left and he looked at his disciples and they said, are you going to go? And Peter goes, where? Yeah. You, I know you have the keys to the, to everything. You have the words that bring eternal life right. to whom would I go? Right. I have nowhere. To go. I'm all in for you. And, and I, and I even say it, do I think Peter understood it? No, I think he was just as confused because we've seen in the scriptures, they go, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Jesus, how many times should we forgive someone? Yeah. And they're asking these questions and Jesus' response is like, you don't get this, right. Wait, you don't understand. Like, he's like, oh, you know, and you can tell he's having this, he's having to be patient with them and, and kind of walk them through things. So I got to believe if a crowd of hundreds of people were like, I don't get this. And they walked away. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure Peter was like, I get it. Like, yeah. he's like, no, but I do get that. You have the words that have eternal life. Right. So I'm all in for you because again, I think Peter has also gone through these qualities too. And then you get, then you get to that point where you go, wait a minute, am I doing this by myself? That's the brotherly affection. Because if I'm all in for God, then I want to be surrounded by people who are all in for God. And I want to keep each, each other accountable. I want to be around Jesus people who are all in too. And then to that place, it makes so much sense where it says love or you know, some translations say love for everyone. Yeah. Where you have a love for people that just doesn't make sense. Where you go, why do you, why do you talk to that person? Oh, I love that person. Really? You don't even know that person. Yes, but I know what God wants to do in their life. Yeah. And I want to love them and I want to show them the love of God because honestly, they need that more than their lifestyle. They need that more than that addiction. They need that more than that life. They need the love of God to transform their lives. So I want to try to show the love of Jesus to them as much as I can through any action I can or any way I can. Yeah. And even though they may push me away and they may try to think, say things to hurt me on the inside, God has given me all of this strength and this quality through all everything else that when I'm all in with love, I'm just going to keep going back and keep loving and keep doing whatever I can to be in that person's life, no matter what. Yeah. And I have people in my life that I do. I love no matter what. And here's why I love. And I talk about it. One of my best friends says, you know what? I know you'll always love me. And I was like, I'm so glad. You, I'm so glad that you know that. That means I'm living out the love of Jesus right Right. For them to say that. Yeah, so I dig that. Hey, we're almost done. But before we go, I just want to go back to something you just said about uh, the continuousness. Yeah. The, con the fact that this is on a continuum. Yes. And the fact that I feel like no one ever arrives. No one ever, like you, you, you've never finished this. You've nope. never finished this process. So no. not, not Pope Francis, not Sean Hennessy, nope. not you, not me, not that really sweet lady that sits at the end of the row. Like yeah. no one's finished this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a, this thing that just, you keep, building on, you Correct. keep getting better at. And so, and I also want to point out the fact that you had said something about it being progressive or it being um, sequential, yes. right? Like there's this, this one thing builds on the next thing. Yes. And so if I take both those things together, it reminds me of an illustration because I'm really big on illustrations. Yeah. There's this guy down in the Valley. His name is Dave Trichel. Mm -hmm. And so he paints fancy cars. Like he does like, you know, uh, like Porsches and stuff and he like restores them and like his paint Dallas, mm -hmm. like I'm not really a car guy. Like I know my cars, but it's not like, oh my gosh, I've got sex cars and like whatever, yeah. whatever. But his paint, like it feels like you can see the depth of his paint. Yeah. Like it's not just a paint job. It's just like, oh my gosh. And so when I think about how he does it though, like, you know, certainly first he takes it all the way down to metal, right? And then he primes it, right? Mm -hmm. And then he puts a coat of something on. I don't know what. And then he sands that. And then he puts another coat of something on. And then yeah. like most people will be done then. Yes. Right. And so like, okay, now it's done. See, it's red now. Yeah. And he's like, nope, I'm going to sand this again, put another coat of this other thing on, and then I'm going to paint it red again. Yes. And then I'm going to sand it again, and I'm going to put another coat of something on, and I'm going to paint it again. Yes. And that's how you get this depth. This is how you get this like 
like this dimension, mm-hmm. you know, to the paint. And that's how we get dimension to our faith. It's like, even if we go through all the sequence once, doesn't yeah. mean that we're done. We're like, we yes. can't do all eight of these things or all the fruits of the, the fruit of the spirit or yeah. the, whatever is good and whatever is kind. We're, we can't just get to the end and say, okay, I'm done. We yeah. got to go back and put, let's put another coat on that. Yes. Because it needs to be deep. It needs yeah. to be like, like it's never going to be movable. Like when you look at Dave Trichel's tape, paint, yeah. you're like, nothing's ever going to break through this. This yeah. thing will never rust. This thing will never rot. This thing will never, look at it. It looks yeah. like the paint is five inches thick. And so like, that's how our faith should be. Mm-hmm. Our faith should be five inches thick. Yeah. I remember one time I, I was I was talking to someone about the Bible and I was, again, loving on someone who wasn't a Jesus person. And I was just talking about what I love about the Bible. And they, 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 the person said, the Bible, I've read that. And I was like, you can't, you, that's, that's the thing. I get it. There's books that you can read and you can just say, I read it. But the Bible is living and active. So you can read a scripture once come back to it later in life and it means totally different. Yeah, it reminds me of that quote in uh, Pocahontas. Yeah. Where, I don't know if she says it, someone says it, maybe the old lady tree says it, but you never step into the river at the same place. Yeah. Like, cause the river's always moving. And so yeah. even though if you feel like you're starting from the same place and you step into the river, that's not the same river yeah. that it was five seconds ago. Yes. And so the same thing applies to our Bibles because yeah. we're different. We're mm-hmm. the river, right? So like, yeah. even though these words are the same words that they've been for the last billion years, yeah. right? They're, our lives are different. And so they mean something. We see it differently because yes. we're different. Yes. And so that's why the Bible can never be read. You can yeah. never complete the Bible nope. because you're a different person. Even by the time you got done reading it, they yeah. went back and started again. You're like, oh my gosh, where was this the first time I read it? Yeah. I didn't see that because there's things that happen in your life that like make you see that. Now. Yeah. Your eyes are open to that. And that's a really big deal. I would say if there was one, th- if there was a phrase I would say to sum up all of what my, this, this message was about was press in. Yeah. Continue to press in on all of these qualities. Don't just say, I did it. I'm done. No, no. Press in again then. Or you know what? Press into the next thing. And once you go with that, press in, go back to faith. Or you know what? If you're going, hey, you know what? I'm, I have realized in godliness that God has, has made me so in that when you get to that point where you're like, I'm so in, that means you're so open. That your means you're so open to receive what God has for right. you. And maybe God's going to speak to you and say, you know what? I want you to build on that character some more. Okay, I'm going to press back into some goodness and go, God, help me with the goodness. Well, right. how, do I, how do I know where to press into goodness? The knowledge of God. Yeah. And so that's why it complements each other where you can just keep going. Okay, I can come to this. I can go to him. I can go to someone else. Again, brotherly affection. Man, I see a, a, a Jesus person who, man, he loves everyone and he's always smiling. How do I get like that? You go to him. Yeah. Just, just hang out with them, right? You know, I, I, and I've said this before um, in a message, a different message that I'm a better father because I hang out with better fathers, yeah. a better husband because I hang out with great husbands. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a better Jesus person because I hang out with really great Jesus people. Right. And I just, and I don't go, how do you do that? I just watch them. Right. You know, I watch how they deal with their kids. I, I watch how they love on their wife. I watch how they, they deal with their money. You know, these are things, and I'm surrounding again, and then knowing that brotherly affection. Will help me with my goodness. It's again. It's all kind of connected. It's all connected. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Hey, Dallas. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Pastor. I hope you had a I good time. It. I did. Yeah. Thank you. We love that you guys were here. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love it if you shared it with someone on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. I don't even know how you share things these days. But it'd be great if you did. It'd also be great if you would uh, rate or review this podcast uh, so more and more people can see it. And if you enjoyed this podcast, there's a bunch of others that we do, including uh, the whole podcast, Cheery Conversations, Pastor Rabbi Walking to a Bar, even our sermon series on the podcast are really, really good. So we hope that you're staying connected, you're staying immersed and building on to the different... uh, 
multiple coats of your faith so that you're super deep and all in. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next time.